0: podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Now here comes Bosco's Boys, here comes Bosco's Boys, right down Bosco's Boys' lane. Santa Claus got and all the boneheads on Willie's crazy train. Chauncey's chewing on the mistletoe. Here comes, Here comes Bosco's boys. 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 Boom! The boys are back, and it is time for a Tuesday Q and A episode. Love bringing you guys these Q&A episodes, because uh, I get to hear directly from you what you guys are interested in hearing me talk about. Got a little bit of news up front, then we are going to get into those questions. We'll start with the good, we'll end with the bad. Um, first and foremost, Arthur Kluma with his first... Uh, Big 12 honors of the year. He was selected as the Big 12 Player of the Week. I would imagine this isn't the only time Arthur Kaluma will be honored by the Big 12. Absolutely massive game versus Villanova and versus LSU. So well deserved there. Next, Cooper Beebe officially becomes a consensus First-team All-American with the AP and the Football Writers of America both giving him first-team honors to go along with the Walter Camp first-team All-American. He becomes the first Wildcat offensive lineman and 12th player in school history to become a consensus All-American. Still waiting on the American Football Coaches Association And what? The Sporting News as well. Uh, So he could become maybe, I don't know, it might be the first unanimous All-American. I I don't think it's probably the first, but it would be absolutely massive for him. Again, um, there's zero doubt now that he is the greatest K-State offensive lineman of all time. And, uh, folks, I think he does have an argument to be the greatest K-State football player of all time. Um, He is on the Mount Rushmore. Um, This guy is the real deal. So happy for Cooper Beebe. Um, He also has been named first team by CBS Sports, Fox Sports, and and Pro Football Focus, as well as The Athletic and USA Today. So really, any All-American list that's out there, Cooper Beebe's on there, um, truly bringing new definition to a unanimous first-team All-American. So happy for him. Um, ben Senate also was named the third-team uh, tight end by the Associated Press. So shout-out to Ben Senate as well for receiving those. Honors. Um, the the bad news and and what's funny is I actually deleted something out of the Monday show. Um, (laughs) I, uh, and this is like maybe the third time it happened, it was only like about three minutes. Um, but I was gonna make reference to I was hearing Kobe Savage would be entering the transfer portal. and that was from some folks that I had talked to. Um, other people who I know cover the team, well-respected, were saying, oh, eh, you know, we're hearing that too, but maybe he won't. Maybe it's still up in the air. So I deleted it out. Well, sure enough, uh, Monday afternoon, Kobe Savage announces he's going in the transfer portal. Um, I don't know, guys. I, I I'm not too worried about it. I think we're going to be fine at safety. Kobe Savage again, second team all conference. It was well deserved. But with the track record K State has of finding um, defensive backs in the portal, um, I think we're going to be okay. The only thing that bothers me is I I now really wish Kobe Savage would have gone through the senior day um, festivities. I would have. I, I wish he would have uh, heard his name um, run out there. Um, I think he was a very good ambassador for K-State football for a while. Again, he was a team captain. He went to Arlington for Big 12 Media Days. Um, and and his family, very emo, very bought into the K-State fan culture. Um, but this is modern college football. Um, it, it is free agency. Um, if there's an NIL deal um, that is leaked to family members or to uh, different camps, uh, and if you're not going to match it, then they're going to go. Um, it is what it is. Um, you can't always believe players when they say, hey, K-State you know, gave me my only chance, so uh, this is where I want to be. There's no place I'd rather be. Well, you know, that's a lie. If someone slides into your family's DMs and says, hey, we'll, we'll uh, give you a little bit more money, then you're probably going to go. Now, do I know that is exactly what happened with Kobe Savage? No. It's been rumored. It's, it's kind of been talked about over the last couple weeks. Uh, regardless, I, I, I want him to have a great final season playing college football. I hope he sets himself up to go to the NFL Um, But that's just modern college football, folks, and K-State plays that game too. K-State goes after uh, guys that that we know, hey, we can play the NIL game a little bit better. Um, So everyone's doing it. This is modern college football. There's nothing to get mad at Kobe Savage over. There's nothing to get mad at K-State over. This is just the way the game's played. Does it kind of suck? Yeah, kind of sucks, Um, but that's just the way college football is these days. College football, not just college football. College basketball is like that as well, and and honestly, I, I think some of the non-revenue sports like that as well. So again, this is not a shot at anyone, not a shot at Kobe Savage, not a shot at uh, K State, not a shot even at the system. Um, this is just how the game is played now. Um, I think K State's going to be fine. I, I it does nothing. This news does nothing to change how I feel about. The bowl game here coming up in December or um, what I think is going to happen next year. So I'm not worried about it at all. Um, Final piece of kind of fun news. Rally House is starting to sell Avery Johnson number two jerseys. Should have had that during the fun part of um, these announcements. Um, But yeah, you got to love to see it. Avery Johnson number two jersey. So if you need something for the young Iman in your life before Christmas, uh, go check it out. All right, let's get into the questions of the pod But uh, for this Q&A episode, um, but before we do, how about Charlie Hustle, guys? The absolute best. Again, you're coming up on it. You're, you're getting dangerously close if you want to buy something before uh, Christmas. You can always go down to their shop down on the Country Club Plaza, but again, Get something for a loved one. Get something for yourself. The best looking, the most comfortable, and the most stylish officially licensed K-State gear in the world and some other teams. Whatever. I mean, whatever. If you if you have to buy something, you know, from, you know, for for a friend, for, you know, a, a spouse that, that isn't K-State, then it is what it is. They also have great stuff for the uh, Kansas City Pro Teams, Kansas City Landmarks, and, of course, those awesome, iconic Kansas City Heart shirts as well. Check out charliehustle.com, vintage made fresh. And then a little plug, go over to 1012 Network and go find the episode with the founder and owner of Charlie Hustle with Philip Slavin. I absolutely love it. All right, let's get into it. I got got three questions from my guy, S.L. Keck. To start us off, the first one, if you had to change K-State's mascot to something that didn't end in S, a la the Wolfpack, what would you choose? Speaking of, remember when we played the Presbyterian Blue Hose in basketball? Yes. And I think the women played the uh, Presbyterian Blue Hose uh, just this year. Great name. Um, I... I mean, I, I, so a cop-out could be the Kansas State Bison. Um, you know, shout-out to North Dakota State. Um, you, you could go with, uh, you know, something military-based. Uh, kind of go hand-in-hand with Fort Riley, like the K-State Squadron or Battalion. Um, so, so you could go with that. You could just go with the Kansas State University purple. Because um, you, you got some schools out there that just do the color. Um, man. That's, I mean, that's a good one. I, I mean, I'd probably go with something tying back to Fort Riley, the Kansas State University squadron. Um, that's probably where I lean. I don't love it. I definitely don't love it. But that's that's maybe where I'd go. Great question. Uh, number two, what would you run on if you were running for governor of Kansas? Okay, and this is something I've thought about for a while. Um, there's a handful of things. Um, I'm not. I'm famously not a weed guy, but I, I would legalize. Uh, I I would want to legalize anything. It, probably. I don't think there's much of any chance at all. Uh, To get recreational marijuana passed. But I definitely um, run on medical marijuana. Um, At this point, it's stupid that we don't. I think every state bordering us does. I don't know if Nebraska does, Um, but um, some sort of legal marijuana. Um, I would set up some sort of loan forgiveness system for young people to stay in Kansas. Um, Post graduation, so um, it would be something like okay, if you are an out-of-state um, college student, you would get tax rebates uh, to make up for um, in-state tuition if you live and work in the state of Kansas for ten or for five years. For five years, um, and if you are a um, kansas resident if you if you stay and live and work in kansas for let's say eight years um you you would get a a big tax breaks um you know i don't know if it completely pay for college um, but something along those lines big incentives for young professionals to seek out jobs and um residency in the state of Kansas. Again, I don't know how fiscally we'd make that work. We'd try to make that work. Um, so some sort of tax rebate situation for young uh, college graduates or young people in general first to go to the state universities and then to establish residency and take jobs in the state of Kansas. Um, to try to bolster the young demographics throughout the entire state. Um, those would be the two big things because I, I think, look, I think it's stupid at this point to to keep having weed be illegal. Um, you know, sell it, tax it, get that money um, circulating through the state. Look, I know there's tons of folks who are going from Kansas over to Missouri, from Kansas over to Colorado, from Kansas over to uh, Nebraska. I think it w- that would just be stupid. Um, I'm trying to think if there's anything else I-, I-, I would want to do. I mean, those would be the two big things. Um, I'm not going to sit here and pretend uh, that I know, you know, what would be best for a lot of other social or fiscal. Issues, Um, but you know, I I think uh, I think finding a way to capitalize tax revenue on uh, marijuana and finding a way to keep young people in the state of Kansas would be two massive things. Um, Yeah, those would be those would be two of the things I would run uh, for governor under the banner of. Um, And then the final one from SL Keck. I've asked this before, but just in case something has changed, you get. Uh, to choose who will win 10 championships across all sports at all levels. They can all go to one team or 10 different or anywhere in between. How do you divvy them up? So, uh, my thought process behind this is, um, divine intervention to win some championships that otherwise will not ever happen. Um, So my first one is the U.S. men's national team winning the 2026 FIFA World Cup in America. Um, I think that would be nuts. I think that would be the single biggest thing to ever happen in the history of sport in the entire universe. Not just American sports, the entire world. If the U.S. men's national team won the FIFA World Cup on home soil, that would be the biggest thing to ever happen. So that's number one, uh, or that's my first championship. My second championship is Sporting Kansas City to win the FIFA Club World Cup. Now, this helps me cheat a little bit because to get to the Club World Cup, you have to qualify for the CONCACAF Champions Cup, which means sporting is going to have to win some sort of competition and then win the regional competition, and then win the club competition. So I, I'm getting some bonus ones there. But Sporting Kansas City winning one FIFA Club World Cup. So that's two of them. Now we are getting down to brass tacks. I'm giving the uh, the rest of them. Uh, I, I'm, I'm giving what? So I have eight more. I'm giving. 6 to K-State football national championships because I quite frankly I I don't think they will be able to win a national championship without divine intervention so they're getting 6 of the remaining 8 and then we're giving 1 to K-State men's basketball because I think K-State men's basketball will be able to and I quite frankly if we're able to keep Jerome Tang long term I think K-State Men's basketball will win a national title So I'm giving them their first one And then the final one I'm going to give one more to the Kansas City Royals Because I don't think they'll win another one in my lifetime um, And I'd like them to win one more um, So I'm leaving the Chiefs out of it Even though I, I, I think I probably I, It's not probably I do care more about the Chiefs Than the Royals And Sporting Kansas City um, but they're gonna win they're gonna win more championships um, with Patrick Mahomes. Um, how many more? I don't know, but I know they will win more. So um, that's how I'm going. Uh, the 2026 men's FIFA World Cup uh, for the. US men's national team sporting Kansas City winning a FIFA Club World Cup, um, six football, college football national championships for K State men's or bath- er, men's football. One men's basketball championship for K-State. And then one more World Series title for the Kansas City Royals. Always a great question from Steve, no matter how many times he answers that. Chauncey's barking. Andy's growling. Something's going on at the front door. That's okay. We'll keep going. All right, we got the next, next one from Nathan. Do the Cats manage to find a depth piece at quarterback in the portal? Um, I mean, that's tough. Look, they found it with Jacob Knuth. Um, I think that really is kind of a needle in a haystack. you got to find a guy um, who's willing to come in and uh, may never play. I don't know how many of those guys are out there. Maybe you can find walk-ons. Maybe you can find guys from maybe even the Division Two level or JUCO that, hey, they just want to be part of a – Uh, Power five program, maybe grew up as K State fans. Um, I think that's tough. I think that is going to be very tough to find a quarterback who will willingly uh, come in to be third string, or if you're able to keep Blake Barnett committed, um, which is probably a 50 50 proposition right now as we're coming up on signing day. um, That, I mean, maybe even fourth string. That's going to be tough. I'm sure they'll look, but I, I wouldn't hold my breath. Um, were you at slash able to watch the women's basketball game thoughts? Had something come up so I couldn't get up to St. Joe to watch in person. Watched the game on TV. Look, I think K-State women's basketball um, is the real deal. Um, Missouri, they're going to be middle of the pack to upper middle of the pack. Sorry for the for the cutout there. Um not going to say exactly what it is, but there, uh, there could be some pretty big um, K-State women's basketball news, especially with it uh, associating to the podcast. So stay tuned. Um, but again, I, I think Missouri's going to be middle of the pack, upper middle of the pack in the SEC. In um, K-State, absolutely dominated. They showed that Missouri did not belong on the same floor. It was. Under domination, that's what you want to see from K-State in these games uh, as we get closer to the Big, big 12 play. Um, I, I think it is very important for them to get these caliber wins that uh, not only are they wins, but big-time wins, blowout wins, to help with the metrics to try to get to be you know one of those top four seeds so you get to host um, the first two rounds in Bramlage Coliseum later this year. Um, we're going to Luke Shippers next. Which position group does the football, or does the, or does football receive the best incoming transfer on paper? And does he pan out to be the next K State, or the best K State football transfer on the field production-wise next year? Um, oh, I mean that's a good one, uh, especially since you don't really know, <laughs> you don't really know who the who the. Uh, who they're gonna be? I I, I think if it, when we step back and, and look at it, I'm gonna say that the best transfer that K State gets on paper is going to end up being. Whew, I'm gonna say a, a secondary player. Uh, I'm not gonna say corner or safety. Oh no, I'll say i I'll, I'll, I'll say it's gonna be a safety, and they are the best. I mean, but that's really a shot in the dark. I think there's a chance, especially once you figure out who the offensive coordinator is going to be, um, that you could have a pretty good wide receiver as well. Um, We'll see what happens on the defensive line. Um, Chasing a couple salty offensive linemen as well, but I'm going to go with defensive back. Or safety. We'll go safety. Uh, Peter asked, did any of the transfers out of the program truly hurt in the grand scheme of things? No, no. In the grand scheme of things, none of them hurt. Um, you know, you have guys like Nate Matlack, who's a Kansas kid, who was productive, that it, it isn't fun to see them leave. Um, Will Lee is super, super talented. You don't necessarily want to see him leave. Um, Kobe Savage was a, an all-Big 12 guy and um, a fan favorite. You don't want to see him leave. Um but those are really the only three um, that matter at all. I mean, again, Will Howard, very good player, all Big 12 in his own right. But, I mean, I don't think anyone wanted him to stay. Uh, if the if the option was Avery Johnson or Will Howard, um, I think Avery Johnson's winning that poll in a blowout. So, no, none, none of them in, in the grand scheme of things truly hurt the program. Now, could they affect next season? Yeah. Could they affect how you... Uh, go about things in the transfer portal for incoming. Oh, of course. Um, but none of these are like, oh my gosh, that's going to set us back. Oh, that's really going to hurt. No. Um, for, for better or worse, I think uh, Avery Johnson and, and maybe DJ Giddens, um, maybe Jace Brown, um, or really, maybe Carver Willis, um, Uso, Um, These are really the only names, Jake Clifton, um, Desmond Purnell. Um, At this point, if you lose Keenan Garber or Jacob Parrish, that would hurt a lot as well. But um, for the most part, nothing has happened with guys leaving the program that makes me think that we're not going to be around eight, nine wins next year, and then if the ball bounces right, maybe ten wins. Um, That was my thought, um, what, three weeks ago? And that, that's my thought right now um, as well. We got my guy, R.D. Jensby. Jensby. Ross. Jacob Marley. Um, what is my favorite track on the Charlie Brown Christmas soundtrack by Vince Giraldi trio? Hmm, man. First off, I love all the Charlie Brown specials. Um, I mean, I, it's just probably going to be the... Chris, the, the uh, uh, Christmas time is here instrumental. I mean I think that's classic. I, I think when you when you hear Christmas, that is that is like one of the songs I think of. the, the Christmas time is here but but not not the kids singing. I, I just want Christmas time is here um, and probably Christmas is coming is the second one but Christmas time is here is my answer. Before we go to Casey Doyle, let's give a shout-out to Manhattan Brewing Company. Um, all signs are go. They're, they're, I, I, I'm going to tease it. Sunday, 8 p.m. on the 1012 YouTube page. I believe we're going to be doing Pop-Tarts and Manhattan Brewing Company beer pairings episode. Um, absolutely pumped for that. Have four Manhattan Brewing Company beers. All of them are delicious. All of them are just to die for. I can't wait. Cannot wait to do it. It'll be me, Philip, some guys and gals from Manhattan Brewing Company. I can't wait. Can't wait. Delicious beer. I'm maybe going to be stopping in there on Sunday before the hoops game with uh, Nebraska. Maybe not. It's going to have to be a little bit tighter trip, um, but check them out. Also, this week, Wabash Ale is dropping in stores, so make sure to go and get it in your local liquor store. Sell them out as fast as possible in the brewery. Let's contribute to Wildcat NIL by drinking a delicious, crisp, and refreshing Wabash Ale. Shout out. All right, uh, Casey Doyle, at this point in the year, has K-State women's basketball team met or exceeded expectations? We knew they'd be good, but they've looked unreal so far. I think they've exceeded expectations, but not by a lot, because I, I think, again, the expectation was for them – I mean, it is for them to be a top-ten type of team. Um, and I, despite them still only being ranked 12th by the Associated Press um, – I think that they have been um, far better than that. So I I think that uh, they've exceeded, but not by a lot. I expected them to be this good. Um, Splitting with Iowa, again, um, two games down to the wire with Iowa, three in the last two years um you you love to see it i I think they're the real deal i think they have a chance to be hosting the first two rounds i think they have a chance to win the big 12 and i think that should be the expectation um again i i'm hoping uh soon very soon to have a a fun episode um specifically talking with someone from k-state women's basketball maybe even jeff mitty stay tuned um so I, I think that that would be absolutely massive and, and I, I think that they are living up to it. Um, Christina, women's hoops are on fire. How far do we think they can go? Um, I, I truly believe I truly believe this team can be a second weekend team. Um, once you get past that first weekend, everything comes down to matchups. Everything works uh, you know how you match up against different teams. Um, but I think they can be a Sweet 16 at a minimum type of team. I think they can win the Big 12 or at least go down to the final week in the Big 12. Um, and I think that's where the expectations should be for this team. All right, we got Morgan next. Who would be your ideal offensive coordinator hire? Um, <sighs> I mean, look, I don't really know. I, I I mean, this is so tough. Um, I mean... Because you can go through all the lists of guys um, who are OCs at smaller schools that are um, have prolific offenses. Um, a trend lately has been FCS head coaches taking um, big time assistant roles at the Power Five. So, like a guy like Mark Farinetti, um, the Villanova head coach, and um, he has a history with offensive lines, so I don't know if that necessarily would be perfect because we're also needing a quarterbacks coach, but um, something like that would be cool. Um, if there is a offensive-minded FCS head coach who's been successful, has a history with quarterbacks, um, I, I think that could be a good move um, because... Whether or not they should be getting more opportunities to go straight to being Power 5 head coaches, they're not necessarily getting them. So I think that could be a fun route. I, I do think it seems like it could be Connor Riley, um, but but we'll see. Uh, but yeah, Mark Farinetti, I don't know if I'm pronouncing that right, but the Villanova head coach, um, that would be... Boom, there you go. There's my, there's my official... Uh, Official pick. Um, also, for Morgan, what is the best non K State game I've ever been to? Um, oh, man. So I went to the 2014 World Series Game 6, your Dano Ventura beating San Francisco. Um, that has to be up there. I was at 2015 World Series Game 1. That's probably the answer. Um, MLS Cup um, Seeing Sporting Kansas City win uh, And penalty kicks That's up there Um, Been to both home U.S. Open Cup victories for Sporting Kansas City They're up there Um, But it's probably one of those uh, It probably goes uh, Number 1 2015 World Series Game 1 Number 2 the AFC Championship when uh, the Chiefs beat the Texans or the Titans, um, Mahomes run um, for a touchdown at the end of the first half. That was insane. The first AFC Championship win uh, ever in Arrowhead Stadium. The first one in like fifty years or whatever it was. Number three is 2014 World Series game one and honestly if we would have won the the 2014 World Series that probably would have been number one but since we lost game seven I think the very next day um, that is uh, number three number four is uh, the uh, MLS Cup for sporting Kansas City um, and number five is uh, number five is probably. The Seattle Sounders PK um, shootouts, um, the first U.S. Open Cup. And the six is the second one. Uh, I think that was versus D.C. Can't remember who that one was for. So I've been very lucky to to see massive games in home stadiums by. the Kansas city pro teams. Although I will say that round of 32 Northern Iowa over KU upset in Oklahoma city was pretty wild. Um, so that's probably the next one up on the list. Um, and then what is my baseball walk up to the plate song hero by Enrique Iglesias? Of course. Um, all right, Blake Morris, shout out to Blake, shout out to Blake, shout out to his wife, Carly. Great people. Um, who are my top five acapella groups in terms of holiday discography? Uh, there's only two. Um, number one, Straight No Chaser. Uh, number two, Pentatonix. Um, those are the only two for me. That's it. Not going five. It's just one and two. Um, we got Derek next. Derek, is it safe to say this K-State women's team should be having home court advantage for the first two rounds of the NCAA tournament? What seed are you thinking they will be at? I'm thinking a three. Is it safe? No, um, because you you still have the entire conference play to go, um, and and the AP currently only has them as the number 12 team. That would put them right on the bubble of getting to host. Um, Should they? Yes. Um, Gundam? Oh, no, no, no. Oh, no, no. No, I'm wrong. I'm wrong. Top 16 host. That is my fault. Uh, Yeah, so is it safe? No, because you still have the entire Big 12 season to play. Um, I do think that they're going to be somewhere between a three and four seed. I I think you're correct, three seed. Um, But is it safe? No. Nothing is safe um, until until Selection Sunday. Um, So we're going to see what happens. Um, But I, I think Bramlage could just be nuts. I would take the day off of work if I needed to. I would do whatever it took to make sure I was in Bramlage Coliseum um, for an NCAA tournament game. And I I do think they should be hosting. And, and yeah, I think targeting a three-seed would be awesome. Um, That's what I'll be hoping for. Um, Also, again, hey, they're going to be in uh, T-Mobile Center um, for March. So, of course, hey, I I bought my tickets this week for K-State Texas in Bramlage. Um, I'm going to try to get into the T-Mobile Center um, for some Big 12 tournament games as well. Um, Plenty of opportunities to support this women's team, and they're they're worth it. They are entertaining, they are fun to watch, and they might be the best team K-State has had um, since the 2012 football team. Um, Since the, what, 2010... Men's basketball team. Like, this is legitimately one of the best teams in school history of any sport. Derek also asked, what seed would I put the guys at right now? I mean, not ranked. Let's see, I mean, are they in any bracketology right now? So, right now, uh, anywhere between a nine and 12 seed right now, nine and 11 seed. Um, I would like to see us get up to a seven. Um, I mean, yeah, I'd like to see us get up to a seven again. I, I need to see K state beat a team who I think is going to be, um, a tournament type of team. I mean, I, I think chances are Oral Roberts or South Dakota State are going to be the Summit League champions. At least I think it's the Summit League. Uh, Yeah, I think they're the Summit League. Um, I think the chances are one of them are going to be. But is Villanova going to be an NCAA tournament team? Eh, I don't know. LSU's probably not. Um, So I really need to see what we do in Big 12 play before I can be confident. I hope it's a 7. I would take a 7 right now. All right, we got Kate next. Got three great ones from Kate. Kate, one of the slowly rising up the power rankings for question askers. First one, if you are bringing a friend who has never been to Manhattan for a game weekend, what would be on my itinerary? Um. All right, uh, going to Manhattan Brewing Company for sure. Um, Taco Lucha or So Long Saloon, whether you want Mexican or burgers, um, Auntie Mays, um, if the students aren't there, um, I don't want to be around the students. Um, I'm way too old for that. But, it, but if you want to be around Aggieville and around the students, you know, anywhere, uh, but Auntie Mays is maybe probably the only true bar in Aggieville I would, I would go to, um, ever again. Um, Got to stop by the Union, walk through campus, get into Hale Library. I still haven't been in the new business building. Uh, I need to get in there. Um, maybe I need to do that over Christmas break. Um, let's see. Uh, people love bourbon and baker. Again, I haven't. I haven't been there. Um, I'm bad. I have not eaten at hardly any Manhattan restaurants. Uh, typically when I'm getting into town, I'm spending my time at Manhattan Brewing Company, going to games or tailgating. Um, but I hear, hear great things about bourbon and baker. I, I get food at the Tallgrass grass tap house. That's fine. Uh, cool vibes. I really love downtown Manhattan. I love points Avenue. So that's really a lot wh- where I'd be. I'm going to the old, uh, Varney's turned into a rally house, get some K state gear, check out the student union. um, I, honestly, I'm I'm not the best person to ask, but those are the things that I, I'd put on there. Um, number two, who from this year's football team would you like to see on the Kansas City Chiefs? I'd love to see Ben Sennett. Um, they need more pass catchers uh, on the Kansas City Chiefs. I think Ben Sennett, another uh, tight end. Pair him up with Travis Kelsey. Travis Kelsey's losing a step. I think he's still statistically like the number two tight end. Maybe still the number one tight end in all the NFL, but finding that next tight end. So I think maybe Ben Sennett would would be that guy. Um, And then what is my ideal Pop-Tart Bowl spread other than Pop-Tarts, obviously. Um, So like a a bowl game watch party spread. So um, a charcuterie board with some uh, cured meats, some cheeses and artisanal mustards. Um, some other stuff, I guess, but, I mean, that that's what I like on my charcuterie boards. Um, some buffalo wings, spinach artichoke dip, um, maybe some cut-up tangerines, because it used to be called the Tangerine Bowl. Um, some beers from Manhattan Brewing Company. Um... I mean, honestly, Buffalo, uh, no, I'm having wings. Honestly, probably Buffalo chicken dip instead of Buffalo wings because, uh, you know, if you're going to be moving around, it's going to get messy. Um, So one of those Buffalo things. Um, That's probably it. I'm a simple guy. I'm a simple guy. I usually don't eat much while I'm watching games. I'm, I'm like, way too nervous, active hands, screaming at the TV. Um, So that's what I have on the list. All right, we got my guy, Zach. Zach asks, are we in danger of losing Kobe? Already lost him. How good can the Lady Cats be? Um, I think they can win the Big 12. I think they can be a top three seed in the NCAA tournament. Maybe a two seed if they win the Big 12. Um, Get to the second weekend, and then from there on, it's all about matchups. Um, So, yeah. And then favorite Christmas season activity, i.e., caroling, light shows, etc. Love watching um, Christmas movies. Um, I like the Christmas pop up bars. Um, there's a lot of them. Uh, it's tough to get reservations. Usually, that uh, has been like a winter date activity for me. Not currently seeing anyone. No real prospects right now. So uh, I'm gonna shoot my shot. Uh, worked for Travis Kelsey. Kelly Clarkson, um, I know you're getting through something. Uh, I think you're single. I think you're divorced, whatever. Kelly Clarkson, if you find yourself in Kansas City, I will find us a reservation to even the sold out, you know, Christmas pop up bars. Um, Some shoot my shot, shout Kelly Clarkson. We could be very happy together. If it doesn't work with Kelly Clarkson, um, my DMs are open to any uh, female boneheads out there if anyone wants to set me up with their friends. Um, yeah, like the Christmas pop-up bars. Um, honestly, just kind of uh, downtown Shawnee has a lot of uh, lights. They have the big Christmas tree over at uh, City Hall. So I just kind of like like being out and about downtown Shawnee. Um, but I love looking at Christmas lights. Um, love seeing them back in Topeka as well. Back in Topeka a lot during the holidays. Uh, Potwin, the Potwin neighborhood. Um, loving Love driving through there. Um, And then our family kind of has a a silly one. Um, It used to be when we would drive to Osborne, Kansas um, for uh, Thanks Christmas. We'd have a get together um, with my great aunt and uncle. We used to pick up my uh, grandfather and Salina along the way um, and listen to an old, it used to be a tape, then we had it on CD and I found it on Spotify. It's Frosty's Sleigh Ride with the Fun Street Gang. Love listening to that. Um, uh, sadly, uh, <laughs> um, none of none of the family is still with us um, in Salina or Osborne. Um, but always great memories uh, listening to that as well. So lots of lots of Christmas season activities I absolutely love. Um, all right, um, we'll go to KSU Railroader. Um, Do you like spinoffs slash reimagining movies like the new Willy Wonka movie? What about live action remakes? Absolutely hate the live action remakes of animated movies um, like we've seen with um, all the Disney stuff. Cannot stand it. Do not like it. Um, No. Don't like those. Remakes? Ugh. Don't really love those as well. Now, prequels, sequels, reimagined type stuff—I I could get a little bit more on board. Haven't seen any of the Willy Wonka stuff. I don't really have a desire to. Um, but I—I I mean, I'm cool with the um, like kind of the prequel spin-off, like Star Wars type stuff. Even though most people don't, I like the TV shows. The sequel trilogy, the most recent trilogy, was whatever. But I liked the Han Solo movie, and I loved the, um, you know, um, Rogue One. Sorry, I went went blank there for a second. Um, so, I don't know. That probably didn't really answer your question. But I'm not really interested in seeing the new Wonka movie. Zach with another one. Do we fill One's spot with a mid-season transfer? Probably not. Um, For those guys, they couldn't have played at their previous spot and they have to be a graduate transfer. Um, The Naquan Tomlin situation for whoever gets them is a very unique one. Um, KSU Railroader, what will the women's basketball team accomplish this year? I attend. Still haven't been to one. I know I'm going to be at the K-State-Texas game, so I'm going to probably try to get to two or three in Bramlage. I'm going to try to get to one or two. Um, Big 12 tournament games. And then if they host a game in Bramlett for the NCAA tournament, I'm going to try to be at one or both of them. So I'll probably be at between five to eight games this year. What can they accomplish? Again, sky's the limit. Um, second weekend in the tournament, hosting NCAA tournament games and possibly winning the Big 12. So um, it's all on the table for them. I'm looking forward to it. Um, favorite wintertime activity? Again, um, Answer that. If you're going beyond that, um, I mean, I don't know. I don't ice skate. Uh, horrible ankles. You guys don't want to see me ice skating. Um, so, so really, outside of stuff in the Christmas, I, I love going to Bramwich for basketball games. I, I like. Um, I, honestly, I like taking Chauncey on walks when it's cold out. Um, I, I like I like that cold air, kind of burning your nostrils um, and lungs a little bit. Um, I like the cold. Um, there's not really any, like, winter-specific activities. I think that's probably why some folks are like, oh, that's why summer's better than winter. Uh, no, I still love the winter. Calm Waters, Manhattan. Um, what's going on with Felix and Deuce? Are either going to make splashes this year? Uh, look, they're, they're, they're <laughs> rookies in the NFL. Um, it, it takes time. Um, for Deuce, look, it, it was always going to be an uphill climb for him in the NFL uh, with his size. Um so I I don't know if he's ever going to make it. I hope he does. But that's going to be tough. For Felix, they have I mean the Chiefs have a bunch of pass rushers um that they're paying a ton of money to. Um so it, it's tough for him to break into things. Um I I think next year's going to really be kind of hopefully the breakout year for both of them i um, have got a handful of questions left. we got Map. Um, do you think it is important to name a permanent offensive coordinator before the bowl game, or can we wait till after? Um, if you're not going to name one before signing day, then no. There's no rush at all. Um, as long as it's named before spring ball, really. Um, I guess you have to recruit the transfer portal, but... Um, No, I I, I don't think it is incredibly important. I think it's more important to try to have one for signing day, and if we're not going to have one for that, then, yeah, may as well wait for a while if you need to. Uh, Ryan Schmidt. Tang's built a great culture in the last 20 months. The video posted took the high road. Given recent events, do you think he's still our coach in May? I'm optimistic Avery is a cat until he's pro, Uh, Doesn't look like it is now, but do you think he would ever transfer from KSU? Why, why not? Okay, two questions. Avery, um, I think he's going to be at K-State until he goes pro. I, I, I truly think so. But it would be a fool's errand to try to predict anything when it comes to modern college athletics and and who's going to transfer, who's not, or any of that. Um, I think Avery is going to be great. I think he is going to be um, big time for K-State. And I think for an in-state guy who plays quarterback, who grew up as a K-State fan, I think that we can be competitive for a guy like that with anyone in the country um, when it comes to paying NIL NIL opportunities. So I I feel way more confident about Avery Johnson playing his entire career at K-State than I do um, with Jerome Tang um, being here come May, given some of the reporting, given kind of the whispers of what's going on behind closed doors. Um, but I'm hoping, I'm really hoping that is just a lot of exaggeration or a lot of hotheads. Um, they're out recruiting like hell for 2025, 2026. Um, so we'll see what happens, but I'm going to be nervous. Um, I'll just be honest with you. I'm, I'm going to be nervous. Um, we got Greg. Scott, be honest, if you were in charge of the university athletics department as AD, how would you have reacted to the last two weeks from a business standpoint? Um, huh. from a purely business standpoint, not good. Um, look, I, and again, I, I'll answer all questions. Um, but I, I don't like talking about it because I, I don't have all the information. I think very few people have all the information. Um, from a business standpoint, it's not good. Um, Sure seems like the university president is overreaching a little bit. Not a little bit. It seems like President Linton overreached, made a decision unilaterally that Jerome Tang and Gene Taylor both didn't agree with. That's a horrible situation um, if you're the AD having to try to manage all that. Um, If I would have reacted, I would have not been happy. (laughs) We'll just leave it at that. Uh, we got a bunch from Mark. We'll, we'll answer one from Marsha before we go home with Mark. Marsha asked, who is left to play in the Pop-Tarts Bowl? Uh, a ton of people. I mean, look, the only contributors, well, I mean, that's not true. So you're not going to have Will Howard. You're not going to have Philip Brooks. The, the assumption is you're not going to have Ben Sennett. haven't heard anything official with him. You're not going to have Trayshawn Ward. Um, I think I already said Philip Brooks on defense, Nate Matlack, uh, Kobe Savage, Will Lee. So, yeah, you're missing a lot of pieces, but so is NC State. Uh, I think we're going to be fine. I think we're still going to be fine. Um, we'll finish off with Mark. Um, again, you know, some of the best question askers. Mark's right up there. Um, so, shout out to Mark. Mark, you're one of my favorites. Who is the most underrated, underappreciated player for the men's and women's Uh, basketball team, football team, and any other sports, uh, I have an answer for. Uh, For men's basketball, I think it's Will McNair. I think Will McNair is probably your fourth best player, um, has the ability to get you close to 12 points every game. Um, And and I think that uh, that is a massive thing, especially knowing that, hey, this is the squad that you have. So I think Will McNair is probably the most – underappreciated, underrated for the men's basketball team. Um, for the women's basketball team, oh, man. Probably go with Sanchez. She has the ability to really kill you coming off the bench, uh, shooting uh, from uh, you know middle of the lane, mid-range jumper. Um, she had a lot of experience this summer playing FIBA. Um, so she has the ability to get you points coming off the bench. Um, she can grab you some rebounds as well. Um, so, so I'm probably going with Sanchez. Um, you know, the true freshman sides. She's also showing ability to be able to distribute and score coming off the bench as well. Um, so one of those two. Honestly, when you have the the firepower, the star power in your starting five. Um, you know, any of your bench contributors are probably going to be overshined a little bit, but those would probably be my two. And again, Walker, again, um, from Wichita Heights, not from Mays, Wichita Heights, um, she has the ability to, she will be a superstar. Um, again, she probably needs a, a few more shots to really, and, and some more time um, to really show her potential. That's probably not going to happen this year, but she is going to be one to keep an eye on uh, moving forward. Um football. I mean honestly, I mean, honestly, from this past season, I, I honestly kind of feel like DJ Giddens was underappreciated. I, I, I think that uh I, I see it on the message boards, I see it on Twitter. I, I feel like people are like detracting from the season that DJ had. So I think maybe he was the most under underappreciated. Or honestly. Cooper Beebe probably underappreciated because again he he might have been he might be one of if not the best K State football players of all time and that and he probably doesn't get talked about on that level not underrated though because I mean everyone knows how great he is um, let's think I mean maybe it's Keenan Garber maybe it was Keenan Garber again he he uh, was very solid um, playing and he was rotating a lot but I, I think he played really good corner this year so. I don't know if any of those are good answers. Um, that's kind of where my head's at. Favorite holiday drink, alcoholic or non-alcoholic? Um, I, I'm not kidding. I, I, I'm not kidding. It's the Tis the Saison from Manhattan Brewing Company. It, I, I know when people think Christmas beer, they don't think like a Saison, but the tart cherry in that is just so good. Uh, so it's Tis the Saison. Um If I'm making a cocktail, I I did uh, a cranberry old fashioned where I would muddle uh, a little bit of cranberries and made a cranberry simple syrup um, and serve the old and then from there on a regular old fashioned. But then with like an orange wedge instead of just a uh, 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 just a zest of the orange. Um, So. I, I kind of made like a holiday old fashioned. So those are probably the two. Um, do I do anything different with my coffee around the holidays? Um, I like the um, holiday blend from the roastery. Um, Grounds and Hounds is another roaster, or roaster I, I get online. They have a good Christmas bl- uh, blend. Um, Black Rifle Coffee, 13 presents out from Christmas. Um, a nice little holiday blend as well. Uh, And then, you know, if I go through Starbucks, you know, peppermint mocha or caramel brulee latte, um, any of those seasonal festive drinks, um, I'll I'll order those as well. Uh, Final three, um, game on the line. You either have to make two free throws or kick a 30-yard field goal or get on base in baseball. Which are What am I succeeding on? Probably none of them, but I'm going for a 30-yard field goal. I have no shot at making two free throws or getting on base unless a baseball hits me. I think I have a shot. Not a good one, but I think I have a shot at a 30-yard field goal. Um, because you've had to talk about so much bad news recently, what's your favorite specific athletic and non-athletic thing about K-State? Um, athletic, uh, I mean, it's just all the memories. Grew up going to games. Um didn't miss a home game for football or men's basketball um, outside of like one basketball game because I was at the Cotton Bowl in 2011. Um, I just didn't miss them. Um, having the best seats in the house, the memories made there. Just second to none. Second like Volleyball games, baseball games, women's basketball, just going to all those games in college. That pro- probably my favorite thing. Then non-athletically, uh, look, it, it was the four best years of my life. Um You know, college, I I think you could debate a lot. I I think, and this is probably isn't, you know, the the place to do it, but I think you can debate a lot about the actual true tangible value of a college degree. Um, I think that, you know, jobs use a college degree as, uh, you know, just kind of like a a, a weeding out process um, to hire folks. Um, I got my degree in finance. None of my jobs have been d- directly related to finance. Um, I, I do a lot of, uh, at the secret day job, a lot of business analysis. But not a lot of it, a lot of it is really tied back to finance. Um, but, it, I mean, it was the four best years of my life. You, you learn to be an adult. You make lifelong friends and memories. Um, you learn to kind of function, you know, on your own. Um and, and, and you just kind of like, all right, hey, here we go. Here, here's a little primer before you get to the real world. So um, being able to do that in Manhattan and at Kansas State University, the place where my father graduated from, my two uncles graduated from, my grandfather, and then my little brother, and then my cousin. Um, it, it just is a connection to family, and it's all the stupid cliches, but they're all true. Um I just, I, it was my favorite thing about being at K-State kind of feeling connected to my past, hopefully to, uh, future family members and, and, uh, great faculty, great staff, great professors. Um, just the best four years of my life. Absolutely loved it. And then final one from Mark. And I think we'll have, we'll have at least one more Q and a, uh, next week. Um, we got to get Grant involved. Um, But he says, Merry Christmas, not a question, but uh, you deserve it. Merry Christmas to you as well, Mark. Um, That's all we have. Um, Hoping to have some fun interviews this week and maybe next week as well as we get closer to Christmas, as we get closer to the K-State Bowl game. Um, We're going to keep things going. We're going to get uh, through this week and probably all of next week um, with one show every single day. Uh, weekday that is, five shows a week. Um, we'll see what happens the week of Christmas. We'll have a show on Christmas, um, but we'll see what happens after that. So um, as I said last time, please, please, please consider giving to a charitable uh, cause close to your heart. I- I'm never going to put any of this behind the paywall. I know we did it for like three months back in you know 2019, uh, early 2020 before the pandemic. Um, and I flirted with the idea of doing live shows behind a paywall, but I'm not going to do that. I'm never, that's not what this show is about. Luckily we have great sponsors that help keep things going financially. Um, so if you've ever thought, Hey, I would pay for a Bosco's boys, Patreon, please just take whatever money you'd consider, uh, paying. Um, if we hypothetically did that and, and give it to just a charitable cause near and dear to your heart. um, Happy Hanukkah. We're still uh, inside the Hanukkah holiday. Um, Happy holidays to everyone else. Merry Christmas. Um, Shout out to my dog, Chauncey. Best dog in the world. Shout out to my family. Best family in the world. Shout out to the Boneheads. You guys are the best. My name's Scott McFarland. I love you guys. Merry Christmas. And go, 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 Cats. Podcast Network.